welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic, where I talk about all things romance, chemistry, if the sparks are a flying. Sparks. Uh, <laughs> sorry. The sparks flying through me off. And also through the lens of a filmmaker, the technical aspects of the film, lighting, uh, cinematography, all that, all that good stuff that I know you guys love. That's that's why that's what I handle. And you do it so well. Thank you. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And thank you for joining us. So today we we have made it to the end of the summer nights. This is the last one, really. Yep, this was the finale. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, Sand Dollar Cove. Was there only three movies or four for this? Was four. Okay. See, Sand Dollar Cove, apparently the last one. They wanted to go out with a with a with a zinger, a banger, as the kids say. I would you call this one a, a zinger? Um, well, let's just jump right into it. Why not? Sure. So you know we have a rating system here where it's based on if we would watch it again. Because to me, a testament to these films are if you would watch it again, if you would just have it on the background, or if you wouldn't watch it again. Uh, for me, Sand Dollar Cove is going to be probably a, a not watch again, unfortunately. Um, however, let me just say this. Let me say this. There was a moment at the, towards the end of the film where I thought this movie could have been remarkable. They were treading on some ground that Hallmark hasn't done before. Um, I thought they were going to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> And they did not risk it, but they got so close to greatness. So, so close to greatness. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The, the back half of this film felt like an entirely different movie. And if they had just done one thing differently, I think they could have had something really special here. What about you? How did, how did you feel about Sand Dollar Cove? Well, first, uh, risk it for the biscuit. Mm-hmm. Is, Again, it's what the kids say. Can we coin that phrase or is that already I think it's, I think it's coined. I think the kids say that. Man. I was going to put a patent down on that <laughs> trademark for it's technically romance. Um, no, they did not risk it for the biscuit. No. Uh, I So I'm a little torn with this one because I didn't hate it. So I don't want to say like I would never watch it again. Right. Um, I would say a background. If it was on and I was, you know, doing some household chores uh, cooking a little dinner. Uh, there were parts of it that I that I did really like. Yeah. Uh, the the scenery was very beautiful, um, which we can talk about. But so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with like sort of like in the middle background. I probably I wouldn't sit down and rewatch the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, just keep in mind this movie came after uh, her pen pal which is probably in our, in our top Hallmark films of all time. So We knew it was going to be a hard act to follow. It's a hard act to follow. Um, but e- even with that, there were some things I think they could have done better here. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll kind of go through all, all of that. Yeah, I feel like they usually try to save the best for last. So I, I would hope so, yeah. I feel like maybe they should have flip-flopped. Her pen pal should have been last. But mm. I think because this one was on the beach, it felt more summery. They probably thought this would have been a good one plus we got you know cmm you know kind of leading the charge here. true so you know there was the big name on there um and a lot of big fans of, of chad michael murray 
For sure. So he's going to he's going to draw in the crowds. And I can't wait to talk about his role in this. I'm excited. <laughs> I've got some notes <laughs> as well. So I'll give a quick plot summary. Please do. Rundown. People come here miles, miles away for these plot summaries. World famous. <laughs> Ellie arrives in Sand Dollar Cove to try and attain beach property for a new resort. The only problem is the land includes an old pier owned by Brody, who isn't so keen on selling since it's been in his family for generations. As Ellie learns more about the town and Brody, the sand dollar works its magic, giving her more than just luck, but also love. Uh, I know that joker, but honestly, I think that is your best one. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I'm you not, say that about every. They're so good. One. Well, it's almost like a challenge for me now. Like I try to like top myself. They're so. Every I mean, time. that one. Chef kiss. Yeah, I just that I was trying to work. I worked on this summary probably for longer than I should have, <laughs> um, but I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the the plot summary is great. Already, you can tell that this is one they've done before. Uh, so I mean that. At the beginning, it's like, okay, we've seen this. You know, what can you do differently? What can you do to make this stand out from all the other ones? Um, and a lot of that comes in through, again, like the back half of the film. The the thing, though, that I, I want to talk about first are our two leads. You know, uh, we, we already mentioned Chad Michael Murray, CMM, as as his fans call him. I'm going to start calling him that, too. I think it's really neat. Um, I know we've got CCB. I mean, he's up there, so it's CMM, yeah, you know. it's cool. I mean, I'd love to have one of those. You know, I don't, but I, sh I wish I did. H-Y-W. H-Y-Dub. There you go. H-Y-Dubs. There we go. <laughs> um, so CMM, and we also have a new... Is this her first Hallmark film? First Hallmark, yes. She's done TV, possibly some movies before, okay. um, but she's most well-known uh, as a musician uh, in her band, Allie and AJ. Yeah. So we have Allie Machalka which uh, she plays Ellie. And which I thought they were calling her Allie, which confused which me. Which is her real name, yeah. yes. I thought they were doing something something neat. <laughs> uh, no, I did think they called her Allie at times, yes, but it was Ellie, very, very close. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that was confusing in, in, <laughs> in production. production. Well, maybe not, because she goes she by would, both names, yeah. so she would have answered to both. Never mind, scratch that. Um. I will say I am a fan of the music. Yes, we are Ali and AJ fans. More so, well, for me, more so of their newer mm. music. You know, it's interesting because we've talked about this before. Whenever they have a, a singer, someone who's known for singing as well, they usually try to throw in a little bit more of a, a singing plot. Mm -hmm. You know, they might do something on the side or there's like a scene where they sing at a, you know, a gathering. Um, we don't have it in this film. And I was actually happy to, to see that. I'm glad they didn't just throw in a singing thing because they had a singer actress. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was that was kind of fascinating. Um, so obviously, Chad Michael Murray, CMM, people know him, people love him. Um, I never saw One Tree Hill. You've been rewatching One Tree Hill. I'm, I'm hoping in anticipation of this film, just to get really in the CMM mindset. <laughs> well, that... Also, they, there's a podcast uh, that's come out with uh, a few of the girls from the show. I'd watched One Tree Hill when it aired originally. 
I never finished it. So I got pretty far in. Mm. There's like nine seasons. So really? yeah. Wow. Um, I think it, there was some point where I kind of just dropped off. Uh, but I am, I'm trying to rewatch. I'm enjoying the rewatch. Mm. I was a big fan of Chad Michael Murray's in Dawson's Creek. He had a, a, a small, smaller part in that show, but I loved his character in there. And, you know, he was a he was a cutie. Yeah. And so, you know, all of us Dawson's fans followed him over to One Tree Hill. But he's been in a few Hallmark, you know, he's he's done quite a bit in his career. And uh, I will say that this ha- is probably one of my more favorite uh, Hallmark movies that he he's done. Uh, yes, no. I'm glad you said that because I was I was gonna say that. I think this was his his best role by far. Um, there's, I mean, we we have to talk about the accent though. The accent comes to mind. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before we get into the accent, because to me this film, you you'd also read the book, correct? Sand Dollar Code. I did. And the in the book, it takes place in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. So this doesn't take place in North Carolina. They changed it to Connecticut for some reason. Um, the grandmother has like a Southern accent. Like a, she has a very Southern vibe. She's dishing out sweet tea. She has a little bit of a Southern drawl to her, you know, down home kind of feel. Definitely not Connecticut at all. Definitely North Carolinian. Chad Michael Murray, who is the grandson, he has an accent that borders to me on a little Jimmy Stewart, a little Matthew McConaughey thrown in there. Definitely kind of a Southern vibe to it. It it almost to me it almost felt like I, you remember that Chris Palaha film, the Christmas one where he's doing, oh Jimmy Stewart yeah where Chris Palaha literally said I, I wanted to do Jimmy Stewart, it felt like CMM was doing Chris Palaha doing Jimmy Stewart that's what it felt like to me. Um, well I didn't get the Jimmy Stewart oh, come at on. all. It was come like on. he was from. Texas or Kansas. Well, that's where or... McConaughey comes in. It's a McConaughey with a well, touch of Stewart. In my mind, see, I didn't get a, a drawl at all from the aunt. Like grandmother. The grandmother. Yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, why is Brody the only one that has an accent in this whole entire town? Like, why is he the only one that has a Matthew McConaughey accent? Because I didn't hear an accent from his sister, yeah. from you know her husband. I didn't get it from the grandmother at all. That that to me was like the one thing that just was like keeping me from fully getting into his character was because I just felt like the accent was just so ridiculous. It didn't make sense because one, they are supposed to be in Connecticut. Right. Um, well, yeah, you, you put this back in North Carolina. I'll, I'll I'll accept it. That's what I was like. Maybe when he read the book, he just had he was already method. He was like, "This is North no. Carolina. I'm gonna have this accent," and he just couldn't shake it. Even though they changed it to Connecticut, I'm not really sure. But that was the one thing that I just couldn't get past. I just kept like, "Gosh, why? Yeah. Why CMM? You don't need an accent." Oh, I I will say I'm glad he stuck with it though. If you're gonna do it, go go full tilt, and he went full tilt. He, and they even did. make a, they even have a line. They even reference Jimmy Stewart, his grandfather, basically being Jimmy Stewart. And I really think he was honing in on that that vibe, that small town. I'm gonna do whatever I can for the town. I'm gonna stay here, kind of thing, you know. Well, I'm glad you got that out of it because I loved Palaha doing Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. That made sense to me. It was a Christmas film. 
you know, that made sense to me. CMM doing Jimmy Stewart in a beach summer movie didn't make sense to me. But I didn't think it, it was like Jimmy Stewart doing Matthew McConaughey. It was Matthew McConaughey trying to do Jimmy Stewart. That's what it is. That's yeah. it. That's, that's the magic um, right there. So yeah, I just was waiting for him to be like, all right, all right, all right. He almost did. Like, I think there was a moment <laughs> where he almost did. Um, so, I mean, that that was the first thing that kind of threw me off. Uh, the the meet cute, these two actors first meeting, kind of awkward. And not like in a, in a fun awkward sort of way that we've kind of get gotten used to just sort of an awkward sort of a meet i think it was the accent for me that i was just <laughs> i was just confused um okay. but right. i thought i i thought the meet cute was cute but again i was just focusing you like the, you like the on classic the like the classic dog meet the cute. dog i mean who doesn't love i don't like the dog who doesn't cute. love a dog running up you I don't know, know who this dog, he doesn't have a collar no leash <laughs> Come on, CMM, get that leash on that dog. Oh, I didn't think anyone was down here. At yeah. the beach? In summertime? Come on. But, I mean, I thought it was a fine interaction. Obviously, okay. you know, we've seen worse. We've seen better. Right. It was kind of just a run-of-the-mill meet cute. But I will say, I enjoyed the chemistry between these two. I thought they had really good chemistry throughout yeah. the movie. No, and that's, that's what you want. Um, the chemistry... For me, I mean, I'm no romance expert. You know, I, I will trust your your judgment, your opinion on this. Um, I, I felt like the, the business side of things kept interfering with the chemistry. And I just, I didn't like that, you know. Um, again, I think this movie towards the back half kind of really finds its legs and takes off. Um, so the chemistry in the beginning was just sort of meh for me. You know, it was there. Yeah. It was definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, and I will say the the beginning was pretty slow moving. I don't mind a slow movie, you know. I can get behind that when we're getting like feeling like we're getting to know the characters. Right. But that was one thing about this movie. You mentioned the business side, and I felt it as well in the book that it was very, it almost overshadowed any romance. It was very business talk heavy. Yeah focusing on the peer and the development and how all of that. And that was a turnoff for me because I'm like, I'm here for the romance. Right. I'm not here to know what goes on in real estate development or like every single step of the way of how they're going to do it. Um, I So I think, yeah, they definitely could have pulled back a little bit on the business talk and let us sort of, you know, here and there that we get like a personal story but you know man ellie she was determined she had a one-track mind you know good for her she's trying to get a job done but it doesn't make for a great romance movie yeah no when it's all about the business exactly and i think when they stop with the business towards the end i think let these characters actually have that romance let their their chemistry kind of soar that's when i'm like yes i'm here for this like it was a completely different film in the back half like I was, I, I sat down, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's get it. You know, like, this is great. But I will say, technically speaking, if we can just talk, touch on some technical real quick. Uh, it was, and you guys know, if you if you listen to the podcast, I'm really big on lighting. Lighting is my, my thing. I no. love, I know, it's crazy. I love lighting. Uh, this movie was lit 
really well. You know, a lot of soft light uh, coming through for these characters. You know, it can get a little flat sometimes, uh, but usually for these Hallmark films, these romantic films, they want that, you know, nice flattering soft light on them. Uh, so we have a lot of that, a lot of natural window light coming through. The colors were great. Um, the grass seemed a little oversaturated. Like that, that is some green, green grass in Connecticut. Well, uh, I've never been to Connecticut, so maybe that's just how their grass grows. I guess. I mean, I was just blown away. Like that green was like, it almost looked like Wizard of Oz green, just popping off the screen. Um, so I, overall, I, I thought they did a good job. Uh, as far as the, you know, the DP, the cinematography, um, some weird close-ups. I don't know if you caught those. There was a few moments. One time when uh, Nana was talking and they kind of punched in on her. And it was just a really tight close-up on her and just felt a little out of place. And they did the same thing to CMM where he or she or he's talking about um, what was he talking about? He was talking about how, oh, how Ellie complimented him on basically calling him saying that you are like your grandfather. And they did like a close push in on him. And he's like, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. And, you know, they're really trying to hone in on that feeling. The weird thing about that scene is as soon as he says that, Ellie just goes off on a different topic. And so they have this movement in where you're trying to connect with CMM and Ellie just goes off on something else. And so the, mo the moment was completely ruined. Yeah, I didn't notice that with the close-up. I did remember that scene that it did feel a little awkward. So maybe it was because of the, the cut. Yeah, it was just strange. The... Like you, there should have been like a nice pause, like a moment for the characters to like look at each other to realize what they're saying, to have that spark, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, uh, one thing I did notice, uh, which I'm sure it is hard to film, uh, and you know, lighting wise, when you're filming on a beach, right? But I did notice, man, CMM took one for the team as far as sunlight because I feel like. 90% of the movie, he is just squinting really yeah. hard. Like the sun is just pouring into his eyes and then they cut to whoever he's with in the scene and they're just in shade and they're nice and it's fine. But he is just <sighs> taking one for the team. Like every time they cut to him, he's just like squinting and it felt like the sun was in his eyes like for almost the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking about the, the sailboat scene when he first takes her to the sailboat and it's the opposite where Ellie is just in the sun on one side of the boat and she is like blinking <laughs> constantly. I felt so bad for her. And um, you, you cut to the, the crossover, you cut to the, um, the reverse and Chad's just leaning back on the boat in shade, you know, relaxed. He's got this nice soft light on him. Well, that's the one scene they gave him. <laughs> they gave because him you get one. every other one, he is in the sun. And then they cut to the other person and they're just like in the shade. Nice. Like, yeah, perfect. usually you have like a covering. So I, I'm not sure why they opted to not go for that. I don't know. Maybe it was too windy because you usually have, you know, something above the actors to block out the sun. So there, there must have been a reason why they didn't do that. I'm guessing it was because of the wind. So part of me is like, yeah, that, that's awful. Another part of me is like, I kind of like the authenticity of that. No, it did feel very You know real. what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. something to it that's like, wow, these characters are really, like I, I believe that they were in that spot. Whereas if you have that covering over them, you can tell that it's a covering. Like things look a little off. And so part of me, like I, I felt bad for them, the actors <laughs> having to go through that. But another part of me, like, all right, cool. Yeah, I I really loved where they filmed. Um, 
the place in Connecticut. So at first I was disappointed because, you know, and when I was reading the book, it's in North Carolina and like they talk about Charlotte, which is, you know, where we live. And so I was like, oh, are they going to actually incorporate this in the movie? And then, you know, because in the book they talk about certain grocery stores or like restaurants that we're familiar Mm -hmm. with. So that was kind of fun. But then when I heard that they were not doing that in the movie, I was like, oh, man. But still a beautiful location in Connecticut. Uh, They film mostly in Mystic, Connecticut. Oh, I've been there. Oh, really? Yeah, the Mystic Pizza, I think is that. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, they filmed quite a few movies, but most famously that I knew was Mystic Pizza, which is an old movie that I actually love. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was Um, beautiful there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. You know, we talk Mm. about like these places being characters and I really enjoyed the locations that they they showed and the little town. So even though it was kind of slow moving, I didn't almost mind fully because I was just enjoying like where they were. You know, they were taking a walk. You could see the little streets in town and and the water. And so I I really enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I definitely agree. I think the town... um, you know, definitely had his own personality and, and especially the diner. The diner was super cute, especially that back patio that they had. Uh, it, it was weird though, because when they're walking the streets, it almost felt like derelict and empty. Like that one scene where he's kind of like, you know, quote unquote, showing her around. There's like no one else in the streets and all the shops have like dark windows. <laughs> and it's like, where are you taking this poor woman? Like, be careful. This seems like the shady part of town. Like I, I don't know. It was it was strange. That that aspect was very odd. That it, I don't know if people just weren't there on vacation or something, but it seemed a little odd to me. Maybe they're just all you know depressed about the pier. They can't <laughs> go to the pier, so you know why even bother leaving my house? You know we haven't even talked about the storm. Like, well, I was getting ready to say when you were saying that it seemed ominous. You know the streets are em- empty. When this movie started, oh my goodness! I was like, "Do we?" I I was like, "Are we? Do we have it on the wrong channel? Like, yeah. is this the right movie?" Or it seemed like some like actual footage they got from like a weather channel, uh, you know, storm footage, and it, it just seemed really ominous, especially that opening credit scene. Yeah, the opening credit scene was very weird and, and like I said, ominous, uh, and it had this kind of a little creepy music, you know, got some strings in there. And it opens up on Sand Dollar Cove. Yeah, and then they like close up uh, the on the little sand dollar, but it's like dark. And then there's the sand dollar in the sand in the dark. And I was just like, "What are we getting ourselves into?" It was it was an uh, it was an interesting way to start a ro- romantic comedy movie. Yeah, I don't know that we needed that. I mean, they could have just talked about, oh, there's a storm passed through. No, you so, need to you need to feel it. You need to feel what this was. It was a weird way to. You need some B-roll from Weather Channel circa 2010 to really, really get a sense of the storm. Yeah, it was a weird way to start it out. It, it's it's odd to me because I feel I feel like this movie didn't know kind of the direction that it wanted to be, if it wanted to be more serious or not. Um, it really was kind of, it felt like a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie to me. You know, where, with a little bit of levity here and there, but it really, I, I think that's what it wanted to, to go for, and then it pulled back. Like I said, there, it, it took some risks that I really enjoyed towards the end. Um, I, I don't know, did you get that sense at all? Um, it definitely, it, it wasn't very, you know, a lot of these movies, like, I watch them because they make me happy. They right. make me smile and they bring joy. 
which, yes, towards the back half of this movie, like you mentioned, it does get a little bit better. These characters, though, so it was hard to... It was hard to gauge, of, yeah, like you said, what it was supposed to be. But these characters themselves were very serious characters. They didn't have, you know, bubbly personalities. Like we usually see, you know, one of the characters, usually it's like the leading lady is a bubbly, you yeah. know, perky, you know. Ellie was not that person. So, you know, she was very business oriented. So it did, it didn't really lend a lot of, happy joyful moments that were like you know pulling you in but um you know here and there we got some smiles and it did pick up towards the end but i did really like um as far as romance uh the there's a scene um well there's a few scenes but i really enjoyed the fishing scene where he's teaching her how to fish i thought that was it seemed really cute. It seemed believable. Did it? I thought it did. I mean, I thought it was like, it, it, it reminded me of like when I first learned how to fish. Like I had never fished before. No, I was not in heels when I was doing it. <laughs> but in her defense, she didn't know. She didn't know. She was she didn't know. going fishing. Um, he could have maybe given her a heads up. But... You know, that she caught on really quickly and caught a fish, like, on her first try, which was what happened mm -hmm. to me, uh, which I think was just beginner's luck for me. But um, she, he asks her or something, he's, t he's telling her about the pier and saying that, you know, it's been in my family. I fished on it when I was a kid and I, I hope my kids will fish on it one day. And she's like, oh, you have, I didn't know you had kids. And he's like, I don't. And then he gives her this, like, look over. And then he says, not yet. Ooh. And I was like, whoa. Like, okay, you Brody. Just, you just met this woman. You just met this <laughs> Not woman. a lot of people pass through Sand Dollar Cove, apparently. Apparently not. But, I mean, he has a great line. I think it's there. It might be there or right around that, that scene where he says, you know, they're talking about the pier. And uh, Brody says, build for the future while honoring the past. And I thought that was a really apt quote. Um, you know, it kind of comes back in this film a lot. And so I guess he's, he's building for the future, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I think that was a nice uh, sentiment that they were, you know, trying to bring light to, I mean, a, it is something that happens in a lot of places oh, yeah. that people want to tear down the history to build something new and modern or, you know. So I did like that they touched on that. Um, well, even, but even, but what I like also is while he, you know, Brody's kind of sticking to that, that sentiment, Grand comes in and says, don't let the past rob you of the future. And so that, that push and pull, I, I thought was a neat, um, you know, thread throughout this film. Uh, and, you know, I like that sort of play. I just wish it was, you know, more of that sort of romance fun and, you know, sprinkled throughout. Yeah. I mean, that is interesting at how, Nana is, you know, the older generation and she's seeing it in a different light where he's the younger generation and he's like trying to preserve it, but she's been around longer. So she's like, you know, at this point, you got to see what's really important. Yeah. You know, yes, history is important, but if it keeps you from having a better future. Your grandfather you gotta... wouldn't want that for me. Yeah. yeah. For me, one of the best characters in this film was Millie. 
Millie just stole every scene she was in. Yes, I mean, she was adorable. If there if there was an Oscar for best child Hallmark star, <laughs> I would give I would give this this actor the Oscar. Like just crushed it every scene. Just a complete joy. Any any scene she was just joyful. You know, and there, there, that joy was coming in through her. You know, you're talking about how very serious the business. Millie brought the joy. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Um, I felt like she did light up every scene she was in. And um, so we'll, we do need to shout out Lily Jane mm-hmm. is the actress that played Millie. And she, yeah, she was great. And um, I really, I think all of the cast, like I, I liked uh, his sister, uh, Pam, mm-hmm. played by Claire Bowen. And um, even her husband, Tate, uh, was played by Mark Mark Famiglietti, uh, who I recognized. He was in some shows that I watched as a kid. Uh, hang Time. Any Hang Time fans out there? Wow. <laughs> or, Reaching back. Or uh, Young Americans was a show, a short-lived show, but it was, it was a good one. Uh, I hadn't seen him in forever, so... I it was that was a pleasant surprise. He didn't have a, a big part in it, but it was just yeah. nice to see him. Well, I think the you know speaking of Pamela, you know his sister. Uh, one of my my favorite scenes was was the scene with Pamela and and Ellie, where they're walking through the beautiful town and they're having a conversation. And it was kind of strange because it just goes off on Pamela telling Ellie about the first time that she met her husband and what that was like and. I really like that scene. Usually I don't like, you know, having like a ton of backstory on these characters. Um, but it, it just clicked for me. That that whole scene, just the way that uh, both actors handled that scene, it just felt believable. I was invested. And then you have this beautiful scenery with the water around them, just gorgeous. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really loved that story uh, of her and like how she met Tate. I thought it was really sweet and cute. And it didn't seem predictable you know like some cliche story or anything um so i thought yeah i I enjoyed that scene as well um and i thought that her and brody had a great um a great chemistry for like brother and sister Mm -hmm. you know um they have some nice talks between them throughout the movie uh so yeah i thought casting was really good uh, I thought Nana was great as well. We, Nana we keep talking about her. Yeah. She was played by Glennis O'Connor, and yeah, I love. We love the you know the Nanas or the the ones that have all of the wisdom. Yeah, the wisdom keepers in yeah. these films. And Nana definitely had had some wisdom. She had some wisdom. So the one thing, just technically, let me just bring it back a little technical. Was we talked about this before, is music, and. We, we had the cheesy jingle and there's a few scenes that really hurt from that jingle just overplaying everything and I was like look we know it's supposed to be a funny scene you don't trust trust your actors to play the play the parts trust your audience that to realize that your audience are smart we, we can tell what's happening we don't need this huge you know circus jingle over things to let to let us know yeah, we hadn't had the, I, or I hadn't noticed the jingle mm. in a while, um, but it was, it was pretty heavy handed, I feel more towards the beginning. And then I didn't really notice it too much in the back. Yeah. But like I said, I, I don't know what it was. It just was kind of slow to start. Um, but it, it did start picking up uh, when they do, when they have to do the sandcastle competition. 
I thought that was a really fun scene. Oh my goodness, that was great. And uh, especially because of Millie uh, and her squeals and <sighs> screams. Because um, I was like, Howard, I, at first I was like, this is, there is no way this is going to be believable. When I saw her little, you know, draw up of... Her Elsa frozen castle. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... It, it was a sandcastle. Someone had to build it. So yeah. it was doable. And I wish maybe we would have seen more of them building it. Because it was like, we we see them like, oh, fill the buckets. Yeah, and all of a sudden, water. it was built. <laughs> so I was like, I don't really know who built it. But I just thought that was a really fun scene overall. Yeah. I don't think we've seen a sandcastle competition in a Hallmark movie before, have we? I don't know. I was... <sighs> Maybe not. We've seen the ice sculpture, snowman. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a fresh take. Yeah. Fresh take. And then there's a little. I think uh, Brody was like blowing some sand into uh, Ellie's face at one point. Oh. And I was like, that's dangerous. Yeah. You don't want to get sand sand in her eye. I mean, especially no. when you're trying to win. Like, what are you doing? A scratched cornea is mm-hmm. not the way to. Those are rocks, start. Brody. That sand are, are basically tiny shards of rock that you're blowing into her eye. So. Cute, but a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really fun, and I love seeing when they won. Of course, they won. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some of those other ones they look pretty good to me. Really, Come I was on, thinking saying, some of I'm those saying, other ones did not look good at all. There was one in the back left. It looked very similar to their design. Really strong architectural spires. All I'm saying, Grand was one of the judges. That's, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Gran was one of the judges, so Nana. Take it. Her name is Nana. Nana, I'm gonna call her Gran. Gran Nana was one of the judges. Um, but so you say that, but they've never won before. This is the first time that she was the judge. It wasn't. I think so. I don't think she was partial. Partial. I think they did have the best one. I mean, did you see those swirls? <laughs> I mean. That's hard to do. I don't know how they were getting that with the, like the baking spatula. I'm I know those sure poor how. those poor spatulas just <laughs> ruined in the hot sandy water. Yeah, Nana, can I use your uh, cutlery for <laughs> sandcastle Your, your KitchenAid spatulas, please. Uh, I do want to. I'm gonna bring it into a little technical for you. Uh, I feel like costuming has just been on. Uh, Point on, on point has been on point lately. Yeah, the costuming I thought for this was great. I loved everything that Ellie wore. She had some great dresses in mm-hmm. here. Um, so just quick shout out to Lorraine Coppin, who's the costume designer for this movie. It felt very fresh and beachy yep. and Brody looked good too. I yeah. was I'll t- I'll say one thing. I was getting a little worried. When we see uh, Ellie and her her running gear and how it's all pink, even there's like pink, you know, like on her shoe basically. So everything is in pink. I'm like, oh, please don't do that. You got to match when you go out running. Oh, on please the beach. don't do this. I thought I thought there, there would be a pink theme throughout. So I'm glad I'm glad they they stopped doing that. That had no, me worried though. Ellie is very put together. Yeah. She has a matching running outfit. Oh, she had some outfits. There was outfit changes in the same day. She's like, oh, let me go home. <laughs> You know, so I think they just had a great wardrobe to work with. And maybe it has to do, you know, when usually when we see these winter films, you know, you, you don't really have a lot. You're in your coats, you know. Yeah. So for this, let's just let's just run with it. But especially Brody, like I loved his his outfit. And even uh, Nana Gran was, was <laughs> Nana looking Gran. mighty good. Like some great outfits on her. 
yeah lots of color mm-hmm. and uh, it was just very crisp and pretty like oh yeah yeah i i really enjoyed um i really well, enjoyed the costume well there was one scene especially where with nana Grand, <laughs> she her outfit matched the pillows on the couch that she was sitting on while she was talking to ellie oh. and i was like I, I see what you're doing i see production design i see costuming i see what you guys are up to um, and yeah, production design group did great on the bed and breakfast and, you know, in the diner when they go out, uh, for their, you know, their dinner, their lobster roll dinner. Mm-hmm. Man, how romantic was that? Well, it would have been romantic, but you know, Ellie had to bring up business. Always with business. So, um, but speaking of food mm-hmm. between Brody and Ellie. You're going to talk about the SpaghettiOs he made? It was not SpaghettiOs, but... It was pretty close. It was pretty close. So he's like, I'm going to cook for you. And at this point, you know, we've had some flirtation. Light. Light light flirtation. flirtation, You know, we can tell they're they're kind of vibing on each other. And he's like, I'm going to cook for you. And so he cooks her what appears to be... Like shrimp spaghetti? I think he put... The, did he put shrimp in there? That's the thing. We don't know. And that's what bothered me. They even do a shot where they show you the SpaghettiOs he's cooking. <laughs> and there's nothing in there. Like have some scallops. Have some shrimp. Have some clams. You had a clam bake, which was a great scene. A clam bake scene. Awesome. Have any of that in that, that dish. All we see is red sauce and some burnt basil on the, the back edge of it. So he was making spaghetti something but but well there was shrimp he did put shrimp did in he? there i didn't i'm see pretty it. sure it was shrimp yeah i saw red and like some noodles he put some shrimp in the sauce uh but the pasta was very there was not a lot of pasta i'm like no. there's no way two people can eat on that he doesn't he doesn't make a plate for himself if you yeah. notice he fixes her a plate and he goes and i think cmn looks down is like i can't put anything on my plate like his plate is empty yeah, you know, some movies you just feel like the people are just naturals at cooking. I didn't feel that this felt natural. No. It felt like he was just making some trying to throw something together. But apparently, it was a made for no, because oh. Ellie says, "Oh no, no, no! Let me, let me just, I'll, I'll, I'll tee this up for you, and then I'll let you take it home." She takes up one rigatoni noodle. <laughs> One rigatoni noodle with a I little thought bit it of was sauce. a spaghettio. I'm sorry. One spaghettio rigatoni noodle. Takes a little bite of it and says, this is the best thing ever. This is better than the lobster rolls. After one noodle. Yeah. Let Tate hear you say that. Oh, my God. Uh, it was the Better funniest, than funniest the lobster scene. roll. And even he looked surprised. Like He was like, <laughs> what? I just got the can out of the cabinet and dumped it in here. Isn't that just spaghetti? I don't understand. So I'm not sure what kind of spices he put in there to know. make it so amazing, but apparently there was some, even something extra special in there because something happens. I couldn't believe it. Like we at this point, we're about what 15, 20 minutes away from the end of the movie, probably. Like we're we're towards the end. You know, we're we're almost at that that end point. End point. And go go ahead. This is your area. You you lead the charge. Well, it was definitely a shock. Yeah. Surprise. We were we were already surprised that she thought that that spaghetti was better than the lobster roll. And then Brody starts walking towards her. 
and his Matthew McConaughey voice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've got one more surprise for you. And then all of a sudden, her hands, her arms are around his neck. Mm-hmm. And they are kissing. They're making out. They're not kissing. They're, it's a makeout. There was tongue. Yeah, it's a makeout session. I was beside myself. I know. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It didn't. It didn't seem to go. It was mm-hmm. very. It didn't seem feel right for their characters. You know, we usually are like begging for a before end kiss, and it you came know, out of nowhere. This one just yeah, out of the blue, it just came crawling out of that you know sand dollar cove. No one was expecting it, <laughs> and I mean, I do have to say, it was a fantastic. Kiss. It was steamy. It was, it was hotter than that plate of spaghettios that <laughs> she just ate. It was probably the best before end kiss I think I've ever seen. Like I, I couldn't believe it. And again, we're saying it made no sense for their characters to be doing this right now, like at all. None at all. No. But they were doing it, and magic, magic just happened on the screen. Uh, I was right back into the film. I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I felt like you know they were like, you know what. We need to wake these people up. We've, we've, it's been a slow start. Business, left and right. <laughs> yeah. Resort. They've said resort so many times in this film. <laughs> uh, so that- yeah, it definitely woke me up and uh, in, my, in my spirit. And then, yeah, it was like weird. After that, they were playful with each other. It's what, and- it's what the movie should have been from the beginning. And there, I mean, we even have, a, we have two more almost kisses that were interrupted. We have two more interrupted almost kisses. Um, they like go behind one of the carnival rides they're, like, sneaking around and they're about to kiss. And he's like, Oh, out in public. Like what movie, where was this movie throughout the first half? And that's what I'm saying. It's like the, the business side kept this from happening. And that's what you're saying. These, these two had chemistry. They had chemistry in the back half of this film out, out of the park, out of the park. You give me this in the first half. We have a movie here. Yeah. Because it's like, it went from Brody trying to open up like talk to her and she's like well you know that's pretty personal to them making out in the kitchen yeah so it did it was a big leap it was definitely a big leap but i was like okay i just i'm here for it because we wanted it so bad we wanted we wanted that that spark that chemistry throughout the whole film and then now we're finally getting it and we're here for it and you know that's where it starts taking chances that's where it becomes something entirely different and where i'm here for it and it, it kept up that pace. And I'm like, oh my God, they're not going to have conflict. They're going to get through this movie and not have any conflict and I'm going to love it. Well, you had to know better. I know. But we're like getting close to the end. I'm like, they can't do it. And so they're at the carnival and it's beautifully shot. We have all these lights on their faces. It's gorgeous. You know, they're, they're dancing with the, the bokeh Ferris wheel lights behind them. Like it is, it is magic on screen. Like we're talking, even I'm feeling the romance. You know, I'm looking at the lights and I'm like, oh, I'm getting some romance too. Like, they're, they're going crazy. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. And then, of course, you know, her boss calls and goes downhill and she's like, I have to go. And it's like, you don't. Again, you're an hour away from this man. What it, it killed something. It broke the momentum completely. Well, before I get into the conflict with you, I do want to bring up that, you know, they talk about sand dollars. Uh, in the movie mm. Sand Dollar Cove, where apparently it's there's magic. more sand dollars here than anywhere else in the world, and yeah, it's good luck if you find one. So 
I feel like they there was some magic. Maybe Brody had a, a sand dollar in his pocket or something during the jamboree because when he gets dunked in the tank full of water, yeah, he is drenched. Yeah. And then two seconds later, when he runs after Ellie to go make out behind a tent, his hair is like no, fully, fully dry. Well, he was running so quick to catch up to her that it just blew dry his hair. Uh, that, or it was some of that sand dollar magic because his clothes was still sopping wet, but his hair was fully dry. So I don't know if they didn't think we wouldn't catch that, but it was caught. No, it was caught. And even she's like, oh, you're drenched. No, you're not. You were drenched. You are dry well, now. He, no, his clothes is still drenched, but his hair... Perfectly fine. So grand, I don't grand know if he had a quick hair dryer. No, Grand Nan tossed him a towel. He gave a quick, quick wipe off and went to go make up. But yes, the conflict, you know, I thought, of course, it's going to be something with the the boss. Right. It's like, no, we're not doing this. But, you know, she's like, oh, we're not going to do it. And he's like, oh, that's fine. You know, like we tried, like no big deal. I still like you. Like this is going to be fine. And then... Again, I don't it, even know what happened. It, I don't know. It, it it was like so um from one spectrum to the other. So first there's like uh from 0 to 60, they're make they're, you know, talking business, then they're making out, then she's like, "Oh, it's complicated. I, you know, doesn't even want to try." Yeah. Basically. Like there's no even like, "Let's try to make this work." I, I got to go back. Like, I mean, come on. Like it's she's like, "Well, what if my job takes me somewhere else or I can't get back here?" It's like um so I'm not sure what happened between then and then because all of a sudden she's like just not even willing to try. Yeah, she, it's it just, not like you're on LA to New York, you know? Like this you're literally no, an hour away. Yeah, they literally say it's an hour difference. So Yes, I felt that was pretty silly. It didn't it didn't make sense. No. And she's not answering her phone, of course, because why would she? Because she's in the conflict part of the movie and it's just it it uh killed me because if they had if they had skipped that part. If they had skipped that part and instead just have her have a conversation with her boss the next morning, you know, Brody comes to her and says, "Look, we can do the pier." And she's like, "No, let me try something." You know, just anything else. I think this movie would have been would have been great for that back half. Instead, we just we it falls flat for me. Yeah, I would have rathered like the cliche, you know, he overhears her saying something to her boss that sounds like she doesn't care about the town or, you know, or I was like trying to work him for this, you no, know. No, no, I don't want that. I'm glad they didn't do that. No. I, I would have rathered that because to oh. me that would have made more sense than her just not even wanting, wanting to, to try. Do it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's a good point. Because that would have seemed like more, I guess, believable conflict. Uh, just but, in the movie at the Ferris wheel. After the dance. Just in yeah, the movie. <laughs> I know. Um, but you know they can't do that. I know. But of course, it's a Hallmark movie. So yeah. everything's going to work out. So yeah, she's she just leaves. I, I, she doesn't even say bye to him. Like, she doesn't see him after the jam. Doesn't say jamboree. goodbye no. to, to anyone. To Pamela. Like, she's friends with Pamela now. Or to Millie, just yeah, just out. pieces out. Um, so she goes to the pier one last time before she's leaving, and what do you know? She finds a sand dollar. Yeah, and somehow, I guess it's the magic. She all of a sudden realizes what she needs to do. 
which they don't really tell us what she did. Nope. We don't get to see the plan. Center point to center point. Yeah, that's all they really say. We're going to still build the resort and the pier is going to be a center point. So I'm not sure why that was never even considered before. See, that's what I, I mean, that's what I was thinking in the very beginning. Like, why don't you just redo the pier, have it become a part of the resort? Could you imagine going from the resort out onto that pier late at night with lights everywhere? Yeah. Old school. Like, but no. I was thinking that the entire time. Like, why can't you just Gosh, keep just it weird. and build the resort? But it didn't make sense to me that we didn't even get any of that. So this whole movie was like business, business, business. But then at the end, I was like, okay, well, wh- what are you going to do? Like, yeah, what, I wanted, What's the business plan? I wanted to <laughs> see what was on that computer screen that our boss was looking at. Like, I wanted to see yeah. what the, you know, the whole layout was going to be. I feel like we were owed that, right? Like after, we had every other step of the way. After going through business school throughout this film, I felt like we were owed that. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, and then another thing that didn't make sense was for the the carnival thing, somehow they managed to raise like all of this money right. for the schools to have like field trips, yeah. which, okay, yeah, that's important. But why did they never think to like raise that money for the pier? Look, they had just gone through one of the worst storms in their history. If you watch... The credits, you would know this. You know, the intro credits, <laughs> that storm. So, I mean, they said that the town is, is you know, they've lost a lot of money. All their money's dried up. So maybe, and I don't think, and I will say this. I'm going to defend that point. I'm going to say that Brody is not the type of person that would go to the town to ask for money. Well, in the book, it's flip-flop. So Ellie is the one that's trying to, like, fix the pier because right. she's from there. She comes up with this whole plan that's called like buy a board. So like every like person in the town buys like one board, like wooden board for the pier. And then they can like etch their name in it and they like would use that to like rebuild. That's a great idea. I know. So I'm like, I was waiting for that to happen in the movie because I thought it was really sweet. But they didn't do that. No. Instead, she comes back with this idea. (laughs) Everything's fine. She's but old. we do have to talk about Brody. You know, I guess Nana convinced him. He's like giving up his peer. He is willing to give up his peer for her. Uh, yes. Yes, he is. But it's because Nana says, don't let the past rob you of the future. I know. But that just made me sad that uh-huh. he was going to give that up when she wasn't even going to try for them. She was just going to peace out. She wasn't going to. She did. She, I'm right. You're right. She did. After so, that kiss, after that SpaghettiO kiss, just gone <laughs> to the wind. Um, so that made me a little sad. I didn't want Brody to like back down, you know, like you stood firm, yeah. you know. But of course, it all works out. You know, everyone gets what they want, and then we get we get another beach beach kiss. Good on, good beach kiss. Well, not another. We didn't have one before. No. We get another kiss that's on the beach, and yeah. It was a good kiss. I really liked the end scene. I yeah. like it was a it was a great kiss and yeah, beautiful scenery. Uh so yeah, it was it was a, it was it was okay for was me. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was okay for me too. Um I just I just wish they would have would have just held tight to taking those chances like they took in that kitchen with the spaghettios to the ending. Like in the movie at the Ferris wheel, we have a film. You know, like you don't, and I say this a lot, and and we've talked with you know one of our favorite screenwriters, Joie, about this, um, about the the conflict and how you know it's needed at some points. I I don't think you need it for this because the conflict is throughout the whole film. The conflict 
is the peer, Brody dealing with it, her dealing with her thing. Like that is what we need. Having this extraneous conflict come at the last second, just it's not needed. It ruins something that I think they were taking some chances with in this film. So, Yeah, it ruined uh, kind of for me like their love for each other because that she was just going to walk away and not even try. That's what really got me. It's like, I get if, you know, there was some awkwardness because of the deal going bad or something like that. But the fact that everything's fine and he's okay with it not being built and, you know, but you just don't even want to try. That just didn't make sense to me. And it just kind of like, it just felt like, oh, well then I guess she is not really in love with him that she's just willing to walk away. She just likes him for his cooking skills. Yeah. And I don't really feel like we got enough backstory from her to feel like, oh, well maybe she's scared or, you know, there was none of that. Maybe like a, a dead husband or something. Oh, <laughs> you know, like some, um, no, I mean, but like some sort of yeah, some reason why she would be sabotaging this, you know, seemingly perfect relationship. Yeah. So I wish we would have gotten a little bit more intimacy, intimacy between the two, less business talk. Yeah. And yeah, a little more, a little more fun. A little, a little bit more, more fun. Joy for a beach summer. A little bit more finale. joy. That's what I'm saying. That's where the Hallmark movies and mysteries come from. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, I, I still stand by the fact that I think this is CMM's best performance. You know, despite or in spite minus of, the accent. I'm. I it grew on me towards the end. <laughs> I started. I started vibing it towards the end. Um, and I was happy to see you know Ali just sort of take the reins on this too. I think she did a great job as well. Yeah, I really liked her. I would like to maybe see, yeah, and maybe her in another part that's a little more... A little more fun. More fun. Um, But I think, I just think she's like gorgeous and I thought, you know, she did a good job for for what this was. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, All right, well, that is uh, Sand Dollar Cove, the final Summer Nights film. We're getting closer to that big, that big Christmas season. It's coming up. Yeah, I mean, they're already, we've got Christmas in July here. Which I didn't realize there were going to be new movies, but we got some new movies. Yeah, so we are going to figure out what we're going to be reviewing during yeah. this time. Um, but we're also gearing up for the fall, which will start our season two. Oh, man. So Season two. We've got we've, some changes coming for you. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited too. So please, guys, uh, thank you as always. We can't you know, overstate this enough, how much it means that you guys listen. Um, please make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review if you don't mind. If you like us, if you hate us, you know, just let us know. Um, because that really helps helps us out a lot. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast um, and you haven't given us a star rating, all you have to do is scroll down all the way on our little page, um, and yeah, yeah, just give us whatever star rating you think we yeah. deserve. Um, but the more ratings we get, or the more that you know we're seeing. Um, on the podcast for people to find us. So we would really appreciate that. Yeah. And and as always, we love it that you guys send us uh, DMs and emails and we love talking to the fans. So thank you all and we will be back. We'll see you next time. Thanks.